Hey there, you're listening to Bird's Eye View, a podcast that gives you a new perspective on women in prison. In this episode, we're talking about payback. You might know it as revenge. But first up, a few warnings. Just a heads up, this podcast contains material that may be confronting, especially for survivors of trauma. Make sure you listen safe, okay? Reach out if you need to. Aboriginal and Torres Strait people are advised that the following story may contain the names and voices of people are passed away. This is jail. Everyone swears. If you don't like swearing, turn down the volume. It's the first time I had a drink. I was 16. The night came... Someone forced me to drink spirits. Now I start breaking in, being silly, Bailo shopping centre. So I took Nutella chips, packet of smoke. A man came along with his black SS Komoro car, black one, and he said, do you guys think it's funny breaking in? And then we stood there and just start dropping everything and ran away. Hi, my name is Serafina and I'm from Middle Spring in the middle of Australia. Right now, I've got two months left to go. Um, the judge said, so he said, if we're going to see you end up in here in the court again, I'm going to put you in for a life, 25 years. I really got intoxicated. One, five o'clock in the morning, looking for grog, and because I ran away from my partner because he was threatening me bad, so bad. And, yeah, he found me in Nightcliff Woolies. Also, he made me pissed off, so I went stole a knife and then came out, grabbed a two knife, and then started stabbing a lady on the rib side. She wanted a payback. She wanted to go with my husband. Because her husband had a one-night stand with me. <laughs> payback is, if a person stab you, then you do the same thing. If I stabbed her, then she'll stab me 50 to 50. Like, if I had a sex with her husband, then she would do the same thing to my husband. She wanted a payback. I was with my husband for 10 years. He sang to me. It's like a black magic way, you know? You know when you sing a woman, woman comes to you. Yeah. That's what he did. 
he sang me and I went to him. Black people way. I met him when I was skinny. Outfit. New Australian skirt. Slim body walking. I walked past. Coming around the corner to Red Rooster. I saw this man. <laughs> he was staring at me. And I said, excuse me, do you have any cigarette? And then he said, no, I'm waiting for my cousin, all right? And I said, oh, any shout or what? And I said, he said, yeah. You want to come follow us? And I said, yeah, all right. Because he really wanted me. I took him Palmerston and we met two couples, half cousins. And then so us four couple went to their house, had a party and smoke. And I told her, I'm really tired, I'm really drunk and stoned, I can't handle it properly, you know. So I went to sleep, and he came to sleep, and they were still drinking. Yeah. And that night, I don't know, he... I could feel hand coming up to my leg, like how scared. All I can feel is hand coming up. Well, anyway, yeah, that night, here we have sex. <laughs> and then the next day, I got up. Wow, we gotta go. And then, yes, that he said, Where you wanna go? And I said, I don't know. I might come with you. And then I came back with my clothes or bag, bag of clothes. I knocked on his auntie's door and then she said, Oh, my nephew is here inside. And then I told him, I want to stay with you <laughs> because I had no one. Well, marriage is like when you're just giving each other eyes and everything. Like It's like when you have sex, like married. Jealousy is like just say, if, if my husband looks me with another man, sees me with another man, and he start looking cross and, you know, wanted to kill him, yeah, say, oh, you got my girl, girlfriend, you know, and yeah, that's jealousy. Even if you're looking at a man, that's the same thing, jealousy. And then we went back home and I don't know. I don't know, I saw this bed was really messy and everything. So um, 
I asked him a question. Did you bring a girl in my bed? And he said no. And I, what else? What all this messy thing in my bed here? And then he's like, oh, no, nothing. Somebody been punched me. I was like, no, don't talk shit. Then he started admitting it to me, saying that, yeah, I bring a girl here in your sister's place. I feel really bad down and I wanted to do the same thing. Yeah, so I had to do the same thing the next day. He was sleeping all night to daybreak. I got up, I couldn't sleep, smoking, ganja, smoking cigarette. I was thinking really hard. How are you going to end up like this, like cheating behind my back? Mm. So I left him back there in my bed. Like I cleaned the sheets, like, and I told him, I don't want to sleep here. You're right. You can sleep here yourself. We was drinking in a footpath that night, and then suddenly I spotted the white shoes and jeans and everything. And then he was like, oh, can I date you on this? And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to find out or report me to you. I just wanted a drink with my friends and family. So he turned around and burned me with a lighter on my leg, in the back of my arms, shoulder. I was really intoxicated and stoned and drunk. I don't know, he was just calling out my name. Like, because I told him, nah, I don't want to break him up marriage life, you know. Just leave me out of it. So that night, I don't know how he ended up with my shorts. <laughs> he ended up with my shorts, and I don't know where his jeans went. The next day, she found out someone told her that I was going out with him. Yeah. I feel bad, like someone killing me, you know? My husband. I don't know, he's just start asking me the same question over and over. What happened that night? I ran away from him and I told him. He just went out with another girl and messed my bed up. And he's like, no, it's not me. Bullshit, you was in this. I know you're staying here with me in this room, but you took another girl there. I don't know who. I walk away and then he starts chasing me. Oh, where are you going? And I tell him, you don't have to know where I'm going. Doing my own thing. Seraphine and Akteen, quick smart. Seraphine and Akteen, your program. No, I don't want to do it. Had enough of it. <laughs> Sex takes power. Yeah, I don't know. I just got the body of him now. I was skinny before, but fucked my life up. 
like there is no more him or feelings. Yeah. Attention, attention. Like a lot of people that I know on the outside and in prison. A lot of men I know. They're in my mind. <laughs> How do I use my imagination? While listening to music, thinking about that man, <laughs> like making fun and everything. Yeah. They always say, oh, how can you get a pretty man than us? Like, are you singing them? And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not using nothing. You would have looked me all lady, all woman now, but no, I'm still young. All you got to do is just stare at them, how you look, make an eye contact and all that. That's all you got to do, not just sing man or, you know. Nah, I don't use that. That's cheating. It's the way you act and staring at him really too long, you know, and then he feels nervous and all that. That's all you got to do. Revenge is a big thing in here. It's like currency. My karma running over your dogma. There's a lot of names for it. Payback, evening the score, tit for tat, getting what you deserve, an eye for an eye. To me, revenge is just schoolyard bullshit. Basically, it's just um, being responsible for your actions. If you do actions to someone that's hurtful, you're probably going to get hurt in return. The way women get revenge in here is by backstabbing each other and talking shit about each other. The way a lot of us Aboriginal women get revenge is by pouring hot water on them from the kettle. Just nasty little tit-for-tat games. Finding justification to steal or take someone else's stuff. You know, they did that to me, so I'm going to take this that's theirs or just to take it off them because you know that they'll miss it or they'll be be annoyed by it. Like, you take all their T-shirts and then the person's got nothing to wear because they don't know where their T-shirts are. You slept with my husband, so I'm going to sleep with your husband. How does that work inside? Um, over the fence. We sing out to their mans or try and get, get them to like us somehow. On the outside, revenge looks like pretty much what nearly all of us are in here for. Key in someone's car, popping their tyres, bottling them in the head. On the outside, revenge looks like walking straight past the other person and ignoring them. And that could be not talking to them or just saying, no, I don't think I remember you, when you actually you do. And it's just a selfish way of keeping yourself away. Yeah. Not for me. There's an old woman in here who had to decide whether she'd take an eye for an eye. Literally. This is Nolene's story. You got in dwell, Yako Nolene. Come, 
Hello, my name is Naulin. I come from Lake Ebela, Kapowiak. It's a small community, it's got a lake. And shops, office, clinic, school. And my first language is Jambarapuingo. That's my mother lingo. From Northeast Anam, Kalewenko. It was at about 6.30 in the afternoon. It happened. Then I seen my boyfriend and another girl. They were cuddling and kissing each other. And I walked in. I thought they were cooking feed, but they were just kissing each other. And I called out three times. Oh, what are you two doing? I said, they didn't listen. Don't I? Got that knife and I started. I stabbed them, both of them. And I still had that knife with me when the coppers came in. And I said, I don't care. I said, because I was too drunk. I don't care because I'm going to watch house and I'm coming back. I thought it was a little problem. But yeah, I end up staying in the watch house for two nights. Then went to the court. From the court, they took me here. And then I started crying. I did a bad thing. I was thinking I should have not done that, but I was too drunk. I had too many and then got jealous. And yeah, that's what happened. I went up here in prison. Bad things that I should have not done that. I should have just stayed away from them, walked away and leave them like that. And should have just talked to them next day, but the anger was still there, see. I was real angry. That's why I done an action and done that. And now I'm here in jail. And this is the first time and I don't like to come here no more. I don't want to come here, back here no more. Yeah, the difference is because I started drinking, that changed everything in me. One drinks, it's all right, you're talking away, and then after that, that's someone talking. You get started, get drunk, and then someone talking, keep on talking to you, you'll get angry. Now, are you talking about me? Alcohol, 
and drugs, both of them. It, they, they kill culture. But before we was together, all of us, all the Yoruba people, Aboriginal people, we was one. But now alcohol and drugs is splitting us. I was in Nightcliff Flats, first drinking with the friends and smoking. And then after that, I was getting hungry and then I got out. Started walking out and I seen my family outside. I said to them in lingo, $5, give me $5. I'll go and get my noodles and drink. Then I seen someone running towards me. And it was a girl. What's wrong with you? I said. Give me that drink. She said, this is mine. Then she grabbed it off me. That's the bottle that I was holding. And she grabbed it off me. She kicked me. I was too drunk. And I fell down. And she kicked me again. And then she grabbed that same bottle and hit me on the eye. I just felt something on my eye, like pain. I hold my eyes and I went to look at my hands and I seen the blood and I started screaming. Somebody help me, somebody help me. And they put me on the ambulance and took me to the hospital. They took me straight to the theater and took all the smashed glasses out of my eyes. Same time, the scar on the faces, on my eyebrows, forehead, on the cheek, that's the glasses that smashed my eyes. And it cuts all my face. And until now, I can't see with one eye. She came to prison for two years. When I came in, she was not here. Then I heard she's here. When the first time I saw her, I was angry. But I said, uh, I don't want to fight with her. I was sitting with that uh, recreation hall is. I was sitting down in the chair. And I seen one woman walking towards me. A family again for her. And said, so and so was saying that she's sorry about your eye. Attention, attention. Mr. Lyons, contact 87775. Mr. Lyons, contact 87775. Yeah, so and so said sorry to you about your eye. 
And I said, yeah, it's all right. But the one thing that she missed, she should have just come towards me. I mean, yeah, face to face, she should have come and say sorry to me. That's how I'm still like a bit, bit little bit of anger in me. I got anger still. My family say, you go and do do that same thing, same. You go and take a high. Like, what she done to you? Like that, and I said, excuse me, this is my body. I don't have to do that. One day she'll get punished. Punishment from that, from another person. Payback is when somebody hits you and he runs away or she runs away, but that person that you hit, the person still look for you and she or he will still give him a hiding again, like what he done to you. Same, same, what she done. The payback is a broken one. You'll be the enemy forever and ever till you die. You'll be getting angry all that time, getting sulky, like I'm going to smash this and I'm going to smash her and I'm going to do this and do that like that. It's a broken one. I can feel that, I can see that. People got different, different feelings on them, like me. I'm a good woman. I don't usually fight with people. When something's going on, bad things like they're talking about me. I just go and talk to them straight away and ask them so I can get that bad feeling off me. Sometimes I feel angry, sometimes I don't, but I I don't want to put it back in my brain. See, I might get sick doing this and that every day or every weekend, arguing, I might get sick. That's how I feel. I just let it go. Please enter your eyes in the mirror. What you're doing? You're shopping, are you? <laughs> Not really. Cause yeah, we've got an eye scanning machine here in prison. They put chocolates in there, drinks, chips, peanuts. Uh, we use the eye scan. We put our eyes in that machine thing, and it goes up, and it's on. 
the name of you and your price of your money there. Then you do the shopping. Because I've got one eye, and I was trying, trying now. And then I went to see the office and asked them, officers, why my eyes is not working? And they said, we'll do your eyes in there. And when I went back, when I put my eye on that thing, I scanned to get my, by my feet. Please enter your eyes in the mirror. And it was working. I can do the shopping with one eye. If I close my eye, when I'm gonna get out from here, think about sitting around with my family on the campfire, telling stories to the kids. I will sit around, sit with my grandson that I always think about him, my son's son, my grandson that I never cuddled before. Then you are bulo wrong in Gara, Wangarato, Deacoy Bulo, Deacoy Billion, Napojail Pur. That Gara and Gayakan Bulo are wrong in the Paljail. I just said that I'm not coming back to this jail no more. Because if I get out, I'm going to look after my grandkids and my kids, and I want to go back to community, do what I do when I was young. Then I go hunting, go yamming. I'm not going to come back here to jail no more. Yeah, I feel sorry for myself. And if I get out, I'll be shamed, like what I've done to that girl. It's what I always think about, but... I'll try be strong and talk to her family and talk to her. I'll go towards her and say, I'm sorry what I done, because you and me, we was drunk. And that grog takes us, that grog tells me to hit you, and I'm sorry. Wana mo mo, wana mo mo. Milwangan, milwangan, yakamoro bike. My sister put my grandson here, so he knows that I'm the real grandmother. And when they came in, he was just staring at me. He was just staring. He didn't even recognize me like that. See, 
It was just there when I started singing the song that I always sing his song. Milwangan, Milwangan, Yakamoro bike, run, run. He was looking around and I said, It's me, Nena, I said. And he started smiling. I can translate it in that lingo. Where's Nena? Where's Nana? One eye, one eye, not motorbike. Dun, dun. That's what the song that I made for my grandson to make him happy and make me happy too. So I'm not going to get embarrassed or he's not going to get embarrassed when he grow up and see me if that I've got a one eye. What I've learned in here is that payback is like a currency. It can be traded and banked and used to influence others. But it's not the only currency in here. There's something that gets traded a lot more. Food. What about I buy you chips out of the vending machine and then you get me two soft drinks on payday out of the buy-up? We have a lady in here who goes around on the day of Sunday. We have pie and sausage roll and a dessert. I'd like to trade my sausage roll for a yoghurt be it cheesecake, chocolate cake, banana cake, yoghurt or ice cream. (laughs) And there's this chicken here who's very, very good at it. She ends up with like 15 desserts. Okay, I'll go to the next person. Thanks. She does buy lots of noodles on her buys, but she doesn't eat them. She swaps them for the dessert. It's pie and sausage roll and dessert day. Um, I stood over somebody for a yoghurt. Actually, swap a pie and a sausage roll for a yogurt because um, I like to eat healthy. Uh, there's one girl who does eyebrows, plucks eyebrows, so we have to give her a chocolate or a cappuccino. Anybody want to swap some cheese? I'll give you five sugars for cheese. Seven cappuccinos for a massage. I gave her the yogurt, she gave me the meat pie because I feel so hungry. So it's a good trade for you? It's a very good trade for me. So Yaz, you've managed to get what you wanted. Tell us what happened. I wanted to trade my sausage roll for the yoghurt, but I ended up trading the pie for the yoghurt. I still got the yoghurt. She's quite happy with the pie. It's all good. I still got my sausage roll for lunch tomorrow. You're going to eat it all today, the yoghurt? No, I'll leave one yoghurt for tonight. Swap you two chocolates for your bread? (laughs) Nah, fuck that. I'll give you my bread. For anything you want. I'm Rocket and this is G'day Tapes. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about trafficking, what goes on behind the scenes, mm. trafficking items such as. Wheat bix noodles, oats, 
Coffee. Everything's trafficable. <laughs> it is. Even butter. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the things we have to do, the levels we have to stoop to. <laughs> so, Taze, how many wheat picks do you do? Well, in a day, I do about what's four plus four plus three plus three? <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> so 14 wheat beaks. Okay, so there's I have six at a time and I get four out of a packet. So that's only 24 wheat beaks in a box. You do that every day. You're only allowed to buy one box of wheat beaks on the buy-up. How do you get around that? Um, I have um, been offered wheat beaks for sex and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Bit so of a box for a box, but just one box for a box. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. What else do you sort of swap for wheat bix? Um, well, a packet of minties is four dollars fifty, right? So I have a deal going. So I get a packet of minties for someone, and they get me a box of wheat bix, which is three dollars fifty, and two honeys, which are fifty cents each. So that does equal $4.50, I think. But the honeys do come for free in the breakfast bag also, I don't know. they, if you're lucky enough? But so she's got the better I deal. I don't really care about the extra dollar. I'd do anything just for a box of wheat bix. Anything? Anything. I think we need to talk after this segment. All right. Um, no, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I'm good for this week. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, um, you know... Because we've got limits on everything on the buys. We can only get one of everything, so. Why do we have limits on the buys? Um, well, I think the idea is so we don't get fat, or well, the word is obese. <laughs> I don't think they've seen me then. Um, yet they, we can go and spend $100 buys in the vending machine on chocolates and other bad foods. Because we're only allowed to buy two chocolate bars, but yet if we go to the mm. vending machine, we can... Buy 200. Well, no. Well, you could. No, they're not 50 They should put Weebix in the vending machine. They should put a lot of things in the vending machine. And also, if they didn't change the Weebix that they give us sometimes for breakfast to the cheap... Cheap and nasty. Cheap, nasty ones, I wouldn't have to traffic, would I? Yeah, because we used to get them for free. The legit ones. Yeah, the real Weebix, two in a sanitarium. Yeah, shout out to Sanitarium there. We love Sanitarium. We love Wheat Bix. I'm a Wheat Bix kid. Sector four's Wheat Bix kids. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way you like of eating Wheat Bix? How do you do them the best? I always have to have them with full cream powder milk. Oh, second that motion. And I know this is weird, but I don't like cold milk. It has to be room temperature milk for some reason. I think it brings the flavour out of the sanitarium wheat bix. I think a little we bit have more. Too much in common. We like our wheat bix pretty much the same. Yeah. So I have three in in our bowl that we get given in jail. Only three will fit in a row. And then if I want to have four, I have to break the fourth one in half and put the two halves on the side of the three ones in the row. See, I can't break my wheat bix. I use my big container that we buy off the wheat bix. Oh yeah. Off the buy-up because I, I like six wheat bix at a time because I'm a bit fat. Yeah, well I, I had that issue once where I was really, really hungry. Um that hungry that I was gonna stab somebody. So I actually um wanted to eat six wheat bix but I couldn't because the bowl was too small. Gotta get yourself a container, mate. Shortcuts. <laughs> You'll learn them. <laughs> oh, no, you're getting out in a minute. <laughs> in a minute? In a minute? Yeah. Okay, so 
Taze, what is the most extreme thing you've done to get a packet of wheat bix in here? Um, look, besides prostituting myself, I have um, actually run over to another pod to collect the box of wheat bix off somebody once it was locked down. Oh, gee, you I actually game. walked in a yellow shirt. I don't exactly blend in. It's pretty much high vis. I walked. You risked your life. I did. You risked your freedom. And you know what for? Wheat bix. And would I do it again? Hell yes. <laughs> I risked regime. I risked everything. Risked it all. Risked, risked. your yellow shirt. <laughs> Risk it for the biscuit. Risk the it wheat for the biscuit. biscuit. Wheat biscuit. I did. <laughs> Didn't I? Yeah. So I read this thing once that you know you're getting old when you only eat wheat bigs. Um, well, I haven't read that and um I don't know if I'm a little bit offended because I'm I'm only 40? 27. Oh, I? I thought you were like 40. 40. <laughs> I'm offended at that too. We won't go into that. I guess I love wheat bits. Soft and old people don't. Need well, their I do teeth have no back teeth because I've used too many drugs. So I guess it works that way. But um, you know, there's not much variety in here, and I like to keep healthy. And um, you don't need any other cereal anyway, as long as it's wheat bits. Well, it's like, what else is there? Wheat bits. That's right. My middle name's Wheat bits. Black woman spitting, white woman picking, they're just quitting to get along. Ladies of the loop, females soup, shapes and colours going round, up until the PA sounds. Muster up, muster up, for feed up, the ringmaster resounds. Soggy sandwich, a swap on the sly, fruited trade. Deals made for a Sunday pie. This is how what we eat in prison in lunchtime sandwich, socky sandwich, just carrot and cheese, little bit of lettuce, just a little lettuce, and it's plastic cheese too. And plastic ham. Sometimes I give it to birds. There's another more legit way that food moves around the prison. Buys. Everyone loves buys. Buy up. Basically, buys, you get a form. It's got all the stuff that the shop has on it. It's two sides. And you go through, it's got your balance on the top, your name, your IGES number. And you go through and tick off everything you want up until your balance. So if you're a red shirt, you're only allowed $20. If you're a blue shirt, you're allowed $80. And if you're a green or yellow shirt, you're allowed $100. Then you hand it in to an officer, it gets checked. Then it goes to the packer to get packed. So we, we're in the store with all the food and we get people's buy sheets, what they order, over 1,200, probably about 1,000 people. And we read the paperwork and we fill the box up and then we put the box out there for other prisoners and then they put it on the bench and then the staff ticks it off. Then they pack it away and then it gets delivered to the sectors. So it's a pretty uh, privileged position to be in, right? Moving goods around the prison. 
I guess so. we don't get to move it because we don't get to go to the men's sector. But we, the staff goes around and drops it off. We just pick it, pack it, and then they deliver it. Do you see the names of people you know on the shopping, the top of their shopping buys list? Yes, we do, yes. All right, talk me through. You've got a list. What's on there? Tuna, skin milk, an envelope, quick oats, pencils, milos, soap, fruit and nut, heads and shoulders, diet orange cordial and delicious energy mix. And what's the total cost for that? 62.45. That's more than a week's worth of wage, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So where do prisoners get their money from? Family. Like, I got mine from family, and this prisoner over here is giving me dirty looks because I'm fuck-assing around. <laughs> All right. What's, okay, I'm following you. Okay, so now I'm getting the skin powder milk and the oats. And chips, tuna, chocolate, drinks, and orange juice, apple juice. Coffee, rubber steak, mushroom soup. Fruit, biscuit. Peanut butter, tuna. Milo, envelope, pencil, eraser. We're going this way. Yeah, tell me about the stationery collection. Colouring books? Yeah, but they're all shit. They're still they're all the same, you know. They need to. They should get different kinds. That's nice in this corner. Yeah, because that's shampoo and conditioner and soaps and stuff. But it's all the same, you know. I've been here for two years and all this stuff is the same. They don't mix it up. They need to get new stuff. Fruit and nut mix I need to get. Two. Heads and shoulders. So 200 mils of heads and shoulders is worth $7.80. And that coffee up there is worth $17.80. Cordial is worth $8.20. Is it a rip-off? Why is that? I don't know, because they rip us off. An up-and-go drink's worth $5. I think it's very, very expensive. Deliciously energy mix. These are worth two dollars twenty-five, and look, they're only forty-five grams. Three of them, and then that's it. That's seven. Be done. So you know, people make mistakes. Yeah, what I happens probably, if you accidentally? Well, um, fix it. I probably made a mistake in this one because I'm talking to you. <laughs> so it took me so long to do it. Uh, my name is Joy Ramos. I've been working here for four years. And actually, I'm the administration assistant in shop vending. So I'm now basically checking those items against the buy sheets. And then we're checking them one by one if they picked up the correct quantity and the correct item. So once we've done it, so I just fold it and then it's good to go in the bag. So you've got two pairs of boxer shorts yes, there. Yes, like this ones. So there are two boxer shorts and there are two of this mouthwash and the FMF, milk mix and fruit and nut mix, two brown rice, 20 makona, milk powder, butternut, scotch fingers, chocolates and biscuits, two, two and three energy mix. Like this one, they just picked up two, but I need three. So I'm just going to get one more. And then cherry ripe and baby oil. So I just go out there and just pick up the missing one. So what mm. happens if something accidentally is, falls short or accidentally extras end up? Okay. Up well, if that happens in the block, so the officer will just write down which one is missing and then we're going to refund it in the, the account. So if not, we're going to 
um, deliver the mix, missing ones, but mostly, most of the times, we just refund it into the accounts. Buys gets done on a Tuesday, and that's a really busy working day in here. We normally don't get it delivered to Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, depending on what mood the officers are in, really. I mean, if you get a good officer, you can sometimes wing it on a Tuesday, but not very often. <laughs> yum, peanut butter and two-minute noodles. I reckon I'd probably... Tom Yum Gorm. People buy Tom Yum Gorm. Yeah, they're really nice. I buy them. And then the shit dinners, we just take the stuff out of dinner, like the veggies, maybe some of the meat, and we put it in the soup and eat that. Because the food they cook is fucking disgusting. So there's different hierarchy, right? There's different pay scales. What pay scale are you on? $45 a week. What number's that, do you know? I think that's the number. There's the, my mum's on the $90 a week job, then the foreman of here is $60 a week, and then there's $45, and then the headsets are $32.50. So, so it's not much, really. If you break it down to an hourly rate, what is it like? 80 cents, maybe. We'll sweat our cunt out all day. Okay, well, we'll smash this out. All right, I'll leave you be. Okay, because this is giving me dirty looks over here. Let's pass it around. No, let's not tell anyone. Okay. (laughs) That's it for this episode of Bird's Eye View. Big thanks to everyone on the outside for listening. means a lot to us. If you want to leave us feedback... Or put money into our account so we can get buys... You can do it on iTunes. We love feedback. And buys. In the next episode, we'll be talking more about the jobs we do in prison. And you'll be hearing from Tace, who used to have a great job on the outside. I went from the best worker, I was the best worker and my boss's best friend, to so many days off. Um, I used to not answer my phone, um, you know, unexplained disappearances and stuff like that where I was just using drugs. It was really out of control. I was really out of control. Plus, we'll be talking scrunchies. I make scrunchies? Did I say scrunchies? Sorry, I've made over 100 scrunchies this week and I'm sick of scrunchies. I hate scrunchies. Thanks for listening to Bird's Eye View, the first podcast made in Darwin Correctional Centre by us, the women from Sector 4. Sylvia. Nolene. Kay. Amy. Kellyanne. Bianca. Trisha. Kiara. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Brooklyn. Tace. Rocket. Dan. Jessica. Naomi. Sophie, Julie, Tegan, Joan, Yasmin, Sophie, Jesse, Kirsty Louise, Becky Boo, and Ashley. Bird's Eye View is presented by Story Projects. This episode was produced by Leah Sanderson and Cinnamon Nippard. Johanna Bauer is the executive producer. With mixing by Hamish Robertson of Tall Tale Audio. Our awesome theme music is by Katie Baker and is called Worth It. In this episode, you also heard music by Ripple Effect, Eleanor Dixon, Dappen Bart, Inipimo, Stevie Jean, Sorkia, Cassie Williams, Karigara Kredura, Katie Baker, and Shana Ray. Music coordination by Ben Andrews. Jeez Louise, it takes a lot of people to make a podcast. <laughs> Bird's Eye View was funded by another territory government and the Australia Council for the Arts. With support from the Prison Songs Impact Campaign and Audio Craft. Everything you've heard has been signed off by the Northern Territory Correctional Services. To hear more stories from women inside, search for Bird's Eye View wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes. 